Hi, I'm Billy Gwaltney, and this is the CYA Podcast. This show is for the physician who understands the importance of protecting everything you've worked so hard to achieve. Each week, I'll bring you tips and advice to help you cut through the clutter and misinformation and show you exactly what you need to preserve your income and way of life. If you're ready to achieve the peace of mind that only financial security can bring, let's get started. Welcome to today's episode of the Cover Your Assets podcast. This is your host, Billy Gwaltney, and as always, I'm excited to be with you. Today, I'm going to do my best to explain as concisely as possible the benefit increase rider, or BIR, that is typically included or often included on a specialty disability policy. I work with physicians usually in training when we start working with them uh, throughout the country and they secure their discounted specialty occupation disability coverage, usually at an amount of $5,000 a month or somewhere in that ballpark. And then once they become an attending, as their income expands, they want to increase coverage to keep pace with their higher income or to fully cover their higher income. The mechanism used for doing this in a properly designed disability policy is what's called the benefit increase rider. There's another form of this called the future insurability option that is more expensive and is part of other conversations I've had. I want to spend this podcast talking about what's called the benefit increase rider, which is the most economic option because there's technically no fee for having the rider on the policy. So the top insurance companies, again, there are only four as of the time of this recording, spring of 2023. They offer their version of the benefit increase rider. One company calls it the benefit update. It's called something else now in their new contract. Another one calls it the benefit purchase rider. But generally speaking, they're going to function very close to the same. This benefit increase rider is what allows you to expand or increase your coverage over the course of your career as your income goes up. What's important about having the rider on your policy is that when you go to increase, you get whatever trainee discount is on your base or original policy. If structured correctly, it is contractually guaranteed to be included on your increase coverage as well. Even though you're an attending when you do the increase, you get the trainee discount forever. The second element is that there's no additional medical screening. Usually streamlined medical screening is required for this coverage up front. You do that once forever. So when you go to increase covers through the benefit increase rider, you do not have to answer any additional medical questions. You don't don't have to be as healthy then as you were when you started. Three, the definitions that are included in your, your original policy, if structured properly, it'll be the strongest definitions. Those are contractually guaranteed to be included when you go to increase covers through the benefit increase rider. Even if that insurance company no longer offers those definitions to new policyholders, that's an important feature that there are no moving parts to your coverage. That's what you want. You want to put this coverage in place as a trainee, get the largest discount, get it when you're as healthy as you're likely to be for the rest of your life and get the strongest definitions that are available and then secure that forever. So when you go to increase coverage in the future, none of those things changes. Okay. You keep the same definitions, you keep the same discount, and you have it's based on your medical screening when you originally bought the policy, okay? That's the first key point. That's kind of the benefit increase rider defined. It's in further defining it, the question becomes, well, how does it work? Well, as an attending, there's a formula that the top insurance companies use to calculate how much coverage you can purchase based on your income. 
So if you have a policy that has a benefit increase rider cap of say 20,000 a month or 30,000 a month or whatever it is, that doesn't mean that they're going to allow you to buy that much just because you're okay paying for it. They really don't want people overinsured if they can help it. Okay. So this formula comes in to calculate how much you can buy. It factors in your new income or your pre-tax annual income as an attending. It also factors in any long-term disability offered or that you have through your employer. That even though it's much less valuable or comprehensive and much less likely to actually pay a claim, the group policy still counts against how much private coverage you can buy. It factors into the formula. Now, once your income is high enough, depending on what the cap is on the group long-term disability, it may have very minimal impact on how much you can buy, but it's still part of the formula is the bottom line, okay? Your pre-tax income and group long-term disability that an employer gives you, okay? That factors into how much you can buy. The benefit increase rider allows you to increase coverage every three years throughout your career, okay? There is a schedule that every three years you have to update your income with the insurance company. If we don't update or if you don't update your income with the insurance company, even if it hasn't changed, then the insurance company is going to take that benefit increase rider off of the policy, okay? So if you ghost them, they're going to say, well, then you stay at your current benefit amount and you're not able to increase again without starting from scratch from a medical screening standpoint and based on whatever discounts and definitions are in place at that point. So we have to update your income every three years. If you are eligible for more coverage at that three-year interval, you have to increase by at least 50% of the eligible amount or they'll also take the rider off your policy. Okay, so the way that works, I'll give you an example. Let's say you're a trainee and you start your coverage at 5,000 per month. You don't increase your coverage when you graduate. Let's fast forward three years and you're now eligible from a financial standpoint based to to purchase 15,000 a month of coverage. You're currently at 5,000. You're now eligible for 15,000. They're going to provide the discounted rate for the 15,000. Then they're going to, the insurance company is going to say, you need to at least increase up to 10,000 per month, or we're going to require you to stay at your current benefit amount forever. Okay. So whatever you're eligible for, they want you to increase by at least half of that amount. And it's good for you. We, we usually don't have issues with that for clients because number one, they're usually ready to increase about every three years anyway. And most clients want their coverage to be at least close to what it should be based on what they financially qualify for. In fact, the majority of clients take the maximum. And so that's generally not an issue, but there, I, I'm mentioning this just to make sure you know there is a schedule associated with that. Now, the question becomes, well, if I'm purchasing this policy in my last year of training and I graduate in six months or 12 months from now, I want to increase, do I have to wait for that three-year interval? And the answer is no. There are certain activating events or life events, which you might call triggering events, that allow you to increase your coverage before the three-year anniversary comes, okay? And one of those is graduation. So you're able to do it. Let's say you start a policy in May. You're eligible for an increase. You want to increase it in September. It's You can do that. You would still then be eligible to increase again in about two and a half years or whenever that three-year anniversary comes around. But you don't have to wait for that three-year anniversary to increase once you graduate. Again, I'm only talking about the top four contracts. They're the best of the best, and they're more flexible in terms of how they, how they activate that. 
Now, let's say that you either don't provide your income to the insurance company or you don't accept at least 50% of the increase at, at one of these three-year anniversaries. Your policy does not get canceled, okay? What the insurance company does is they just say, hey, your current benefit amount is where you need to stay from this point forward. They're not going to offer you the ability to increase again without any additional medical screening. So if in the future you wanted to increase coverage, you would have to start from scratch. You would have to do redo the medical screening and it would be based on whatever definitions are in place at the time and whatever discounts could be accessible at the time. There are times when we've been able to access a trainee discount for someone that needed to reactivate their benefit increase rider, but the insurance company reserves the right to not do that. So it really depends. Okay. I had one situation where a client did not want to increase by at least 50% of what he was eligible for. Okay. He was earlier in his career. He was working for a teaching hospital. His income had not increased as much. It was still really good, but he thought he had enough insurance. There was a group policy and he just didn't want to mess with it. So he declined the increase. Then fast forward about three years and he reaches out to me and he's going into private practice and He's got more children. His wife has a different job now and is actually not working where she's bringing in an income, much more financial responsibility for him and an income raise. And he wants to increase his disability insurance because he see, he remembers and recognized how valuable it is. But he had to start from scratch. He had to go back through the medical screening to get the additional coverage. And guess what? He couldn't get approved. He had started developing some headaches He had some medical conditions that came along. In other words, none of it was catastrophic, but he was just older and some things had happened where the underwriters couldn't get their arms around it at that particular point and he couldn't get additional coverage. And so we had to wait. And so he can go back and get coverage again once things have stabilized and there's a longer track record with his situation. But in the lesson was very clear and he, he, brought it up to me, said I should have never turned that down when he had the option to increase by at least 50%. He just had no foresight, no thought ahead, thinking that there would be a point down the road when he would need it. The point is that that plans change. And it's a really good idea to make sure that your coverage keeps pace with where your income is. Insurance companies, I cannot stress this enough, they will not allow someone to get rich off of a claim, Okay. They do not want to give anyone too much of an incentive to become disabled. So if you are at 5,000 per month and an insurance company says, hey, now financially you qualify for 15,000 a month, it's highly advisable for you to take them up on that because their actuaries, their studies, their analysis shows that financially you're going to need it. Okay. You may not think you need it because you say, hey, I can live on 5,000 a month. Well, you still need to save for retirement. Expenses go up during a claim. Uh, Children still want to stay in their school. Your family likely wants to stay in their house. There are all kinds of things that still factor in that over the course of our life that those expenses tend to expand. And so if you don't have enough coverage, that's the only complaint we've ever gotten from a client on claim. All of our clients that are on claim, unfortunately, we do have clients on claim. They all get paid. The only complaint we've ever had is I should have gotten the maximum. I should have had the maximum. And so hear that now for what it's worth. I'm not just saying that as the insurance guy, whether I'm the broker or not, just get the maximum based on what they'll, the underwriters will let you buy because there's a good chance it's going to come in really handy. 
If the rider is removed from your policy, then in order to increase coverage in the future, you would have to start from scratch. And so if you're still healthy, that wouldn't be an issue, right? It's just a hassle. And whether or not the discount can be included would be determined at that time. The last point to make about the benefit increase rider is due to this schedule and kind of the nuances of how it works, it's really important to make sure that you're working with a specialist that handles physician disability policies all day, every day, that has a team set up, that has processes in place and systems in place to make sure that you're notified in a timely manner, that you're going to get the information that you need as soon as you need it, and that there's a a clear channels of communication between you and the insurance company. You can always go direct to the insurance company, okay? But it's going to go smoother and it's going to go quicker and it's going to be clearer to you if you go through your broker, assuming your broker knows what they're doing. If your broker is managing retirement plans and all kinds of other things and just does disability insurance as one thing, then it's going to be much more clunky and they're going to be learning about it as you're learning about it in a lot of cases because they just don't do it as much. If you're dealing with a specialist, and that's what I am, that's what I offer, but whether it's me or someone else, make sure it's a specialist that knows the lay of the land, that knows how to communicate this and can help you make sure that you get the coverage you need when you need it before it's too late. Take advantage of the things that you've put in place when you were in training. Don't lose those assets. That's an asset, the ability to increase coverage as your income goes up, essentially by flipping a switch. Your health doesn't matter at that time. The discounts are locked in. The definitions are locked in. And you're going to get what you what you think you're going to get and what you deserve. I hope you found this help helpful. There is more information to it, depending on which company you have. Happy to discuss your situation in detail. Feel free to message me here, 704-270-2376. Again, 704-270-2376. As always, thank you for your time. I'm grateful for that. I look forward to talking with you again. Take care. This is the podcastfactory.com.